Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where right now, if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry after your first deposit. I'm your host, as always, Mike Katrin, and joining me is the illustrious Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, just another great day in the NBA, Michael. Wow. Um, were you? How long were you sitting on that rhyme? Uh, I don't know. I just made it up. I was looking at the the hashtag Bulls hashtag playoffs box score. Oh my god! Don't come on! Don't do this to me. I don't need to see every time the Bulls win a game, uh, which is all the time now. They're just they're killing everybody. It's really, it's really depressing. It's ha- the season's halfway over, and they're not going to get a top three pick. Oh, definitely not. They have a better chance of making the playoffs than they have getting a top three pick, in my opinion. It's frightening. It's absolutely frightening. They need to make a move. Um, it does sound like Nico Mirtic is going to be traded. Uh, we talked about that in our last episode, the 100th episode of Watching the Boxes, where we took questions from our listeners uh, which we, I think, we, I really enjoyed it, Tyler. I don't know about you, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a good night. Yeah, and um, we're willing, very willing, to be taking um, listener questions at any time. So if you have a question that you want us to read on the air, feel free to tweet at us. You can tweet at me at Watch the Boxes or at Tyler at Watsy four 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 four, and we will give you a shout out on the show and answer your question. Um, we're going to make that a normal segment, I think, from here on out, uh, just because we liked to, we liked what we did so much. And, and one of the questions we uh, answered was, who is most likely to get traded and who's, who's that is going to affect? Uh, sounds like Miritich might go to Portland, Detroit, or Utah. Uh, does does anything, uh, anything you want to add to our Nico discussion from, from last episode? Well, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Is is this illness one of those strange Sacramento Kings like where he don't want you to play, so we'll just make up that you have an illness and then just sit you out for many games in a row and then play you for a game and then make up some strange illness that you have again so you don't have to play? I right I don't right now I do not think so. Uh the the flu is going around here in Chicago. And it's a, it's a pretty nasty flu. It's a bad flu season here. Uh, apparently, the flu shot has been incredibly uh, non-effective. Like uh, the highest percentage of non-effective. Uh, more people are, who got the flu shot are getting the flu sort of statistic. I don't know. I'm not in the medical field, but the flu is going around. I'll say this: I've gotten three flu shots in my life, and I got the flu all three years. So I just don't get them anymore. Like I. Yeah. I don't don't think it makes any difference. I've never gotten a flu shot, and um, I don't know if I'd recommend that for anybody. That's, that's your personal preference. There's no reason. There's like no philosophical reason why I wouldn't get a flu shot. I just don't. I've never gotten it. I've gotten the flu like a couple times, like pretty bad, but um, just a couple times. I always have to laugh. People are like, "I've got the flu," and the next day they're better. Like, no, if you you get the flu, like, no, you're, you're out. You're hurting for a few days at least. Yeah, if you're not hallucinating while you're trying to sleep, you didn't have the flu. Or maybe that's just me. I think those are drugs, Michael. Hmm. That could have been mushrooms. Um, 
So yeah, I think go back, listen to the last episode if you want to hear our take on Nico Miritich and how that could affect the Chicago Bulls. Um, so you know they won in New York. Lowry Marketing is pretty good. Pretty good at basketball. So is Chris Dunn. Oh no, I don't he's know about all that. Good. He's he's improving. Like he hasn't like made the leap yet, but well, actually he has. He's made the leap from Cameron Payne to playable basketball player, which is an enormous leap because Cameron Payne cannot play NBA basketball. That four out of eighteen from the field tonight, man. Watch out. Listen, not great, but he had eight assists and five steals. Five steals. Like uh, he's a good defender. Um Oh, he's a good defender. I still yeah. don't think he can shoot. No, and I'm, I'm not sure he'll ever be able to shoot, but hey, it's better than nothing. He steps, can be, right? Baby yeah. steps. He's better than Marcus Smart. That's why I said it, Boston. I'm tired of you guys gloating, winning all your games, acting like you're good. Stupid Boston Celtics. Ugh. All right. Hey, they haven't played all week. Don't be hating on them. Uh yeah, they're in London actually, and I think what well, they're playing tonight or tomorrow. Uh during the it day. It is three PM on the East Coast on Thursday. Ooh, I might um have to call a meeting for three PM tomorrow at work. Um just to check out the Boston game. I think it's kinda cool that they play in London. Uh, I like that. I think the they've sold out almost every time they've been there. So it's positive. It's good to see. Um, everybody over. I mean, basketball's huge in Europe, so like, I I don't know why it wouldn't be sold out. Yeah, no doubt, and it's also part of like a spectacle too, right? I mean, you know, and if you're over there, this is and you're an NBA fan, this is probably your only chance all year to see a game. So, unless you're going to come over to the states, which is, I mean, costly, and so it's pretty easy ticket to sell if you're a basketball fan in anywhere near there, and. I mean, you know, in, in Europe, they have so much better public transportation that even people from other European countries can get there relatively easy. True. It's not that big either. Um, so and the flights are cheap over there. I don't know how many people have traveled to Europe, but like it's like $45 to fly from London to Paris or something like that. Like it's super cheap. Um, I'd recommend everybody go and visit and expand your uh, your your cultural sensibilities but let's get to the heart of the watching the boxes podcast which happens to be talking about fancy basketball um there's you know it's kind of um a, about halfway through the season right now and you know it's kind of a, a little bit of a lull it's right after the holidays uh, I, I feel like teams take a little bit of time to um, kind of come back from that holiday break, even though they're really not taking a break. Uh, but one of the, the bigger pieces of news has been that Zach Levine, let's just stick with the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine, he's coming back on Saturday. How do you see this affecting the Bulls roster? And uh, what, are you, what are you expecting out of Zach Levine? Oh, man, Zach Levine, right? Don't you expect some Zach Levine things from Zach Levine? Um, yeah. I don't think we're going to see too much different than what we've seen, especially at Minnesota when he's gotten some opportunities to kind of be the big dog. Now, I don't think we're going to see that right away. Um, I think he's probably going to be eased back in a little bit. But, 
I mean, he played 37 minutes a game last year in Minnesota to get those crazy numbers he produced. Um, I don't think we're going to see that for this season, although once he gets ramped up, we might see 34, 35. Um, the guys who I think are going to take the hit are Justin Holiday, um, Maybe Chris Dunn a little bit. You know, he if he's playing some crazy high minutes, they might scale those back a little bit. David Nawaba probably maybe takes a little bit of a hit. Oh, Guys like Denzel Valentine, like not a super exciting cast of characters. It it would be a shame if David Nawaba got the brunt of the minutes. David Nawaba is actually a good basketball player. He's uh, probably been one of my favorite additions to the Bulls this year. Other than obviously Laurie Marketing. Um I'm with you there. I think Holiday and Denzel are probably the two candidates for um, dropping a few minutes off their normal playing time. I think Jerry and Grant is actually going to take a, a larger hit because I just don't know why that guy's playing at all. And uh, it would make a little bit more sense to see what um, to get Levine with Dunn. And, um, you know, maybe then bring in Holiday off the bench um, or Valentine off the bench and then have them play together, um, have Denzel, which uh, Hoiberg has let Denzel actually run the offense every once in a while. So I'm hoping Jerry and Grant is the one uh, is the one who gets the hit here. But I'm I'm a little bit more. I guess I'm a little worried about how it's going to affect Chris Dunn. Because Chris Dunn's been the primary, primary ball handler, and this is going to take the ball out of Chris Dunn's hands. So I guess I'm a little worried about his fantasy value moving forward. But other than that, I'm a little bit more concerned about what Zach Levine looks like after ACL surgery, uh, been out for a year. And when you look at what when you look at what he's good at. It's not really that impressive anymore in today's. In just he's only been out one year, and the and I think fantasy basketball might have left him a little bit behind. Well, and I mean, you and I have talked about this with him in the past. Is what kills him is their defensive stats are not really there, right? He played, I mentioned it, thirty-seven minutes a game, and he couldn't even get a steal a game last year. Yeah, um, that's not good. A person's not playing more than thirty-seven minutes a game either, right? Like it's just not happening. Um. He's giving you a healthy amount of threes and a healthy amount of points, some okay assists, then a few rebounds and some okay percentages. Like it's just not a, I I mean, let's put it this way. There were people telling me like, Ooh, I'm drafting Zach Levine in my draft. There's no doubt. I'm going to get him like fifth, sixth, seventh round. And I'm like, why? What, yeah. He what? wasn't worth that healthy. That's what I mean. And you had, and you missed what? Four months. Yeah. Some people thought he wasn't going to come back till February. So, like, it didn't make any sense to me. Now, I, I will admit that I did draft uh, Jabari Parker and Zach Levine in, in multiple leagues, but I drafted them, like, ten, after the 10th round, 11th round. I was like, hey, I can I can sit on these guys, put them in the IR, and once they come back, they'll be, you know, top 60, top 70 player, you would hope. Um, And now, you know, kind of looking at how the league has panned out, right, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw some stats at you. This is what, like you, like you were saying, 37 minutes, which I, I just, I just don't think he's going to get. Um, he averaged about 18 points. 
two and a half threes, three rebounds, three assists, and a little less than a steal. I'm trying to go out here and look about and, who, well, who I'll say what this. kind of player that is. If he got those minutes this season, he would be tied with Chris Middleton for second in the NBA in minutes. Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing 37.7. Middleton's playing 37.2. LeBron James, 37. Which is not going to so, happen. Right. So you can't imagine. Now, we, the Bulls have made some questionable decisions in the past, but you can't imagine they're going to play a guy coming straight off an ACL. No. For the red last few months of the season, they're going to play him. Or last half of the season. I mean, we just said it's half over. I they're going to play would, him 37 minutes a game. I would hope for the first doesn't make sense. three weeks or so, he comes off the bench or starts and plays about 22, 23 minutes. By the end of the season, he's playing full load, you know, getting him out there, getting him used to playing with the team. But let's just say he's going to play less minutes, but he's going to get more usage maybe. Um, and let's say he does average what he did last year. Here's another guy. He's averaging this year. I want you to guess who this person is. 17 points, two three-pointers, three rebounds, three assists, a steal a game, 46%, 88% from the line. Who do you think, who do you think that is? is it almost, almost incredibly similar to Zach Levine's numbers last year. Oh, let's see. Um... At somebody who's a little bit worse than you think, I would guess. Um, I was going to say J.J. Redick, but he's not getting that many steals, probably. J.J. Redick is not getting that many steals. That's actually really close. Uh, J.J. Redick is averaging uh, about two and a half rebounds, three and a half steals, and almost three three three-pointers a game uh, while shooting 44 and 94, respectively. No, uh, the person who I basically read off their stats that sound exactly like Levine's last year, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Is Evan Fournier going to make or break your team for the rest of the year? Now, if it, it, it's not going to be a negative to put another Evan Fournier on your team, right? Oh, definitely not. I mean, Evan Fournier is a top, what, 75 player. Sure. But – we're not talking about the return of Chris Middleton or Oladipo. Like we're not talking about those types of guys who are really like undervalued and then had, you know, or having great years. We're not, we're not looking at that. We're not looking at suddenly Zach Levine's breakout season. It's not going to happen. I'll throw you a couple names here. And, and this is kind of where I'm, I'm at with Zach Levine. Um, now I'm going to throw a caveat on this one. Cause obviously he could get traded. Um, he's on a bad team, and he's not a young man. Would you rather have Kent Bazemore, given that he stays on the Hawks and has the same role he's had in the first half of the season, or Zach Levine for the rest of the season? Mm. That's a tough one. If I'm in a nine-cat league, I'm taking Zach Levine because I like his percentages better, and that's the only reason. So I mean, like in a in a head to head league where, especially when I'm punting percentages, I think I'd almost rather have Bazemore. Like, yeah, you're gonna get more points from Levine, but Bazemore's also yeah, giving you 1.8 steals and a little bit more than half a block, which I mean that matters, man. Yeah, I mean, I think Levine's three pointers will go up because everyone's in leagues in the leagues three pointers have went up, uh, but I don't think he's gonna break the three three pointers a game mark by any means. Um, 
I'm going to throw a name at you. Would you rather have Zach Levine or Spencer Dinwiddie for the rest of the year? Oh, it's Levine for me, just because I think Dinwiddie's minutes go back in the tank when D'Angelo Russell comes back, which is I'm, about a week away, according to some people. I'm not entirely sold on the uh, Dinwiddie's minutes completely disappearing. I well, think it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually the more I'm you know kind of reading about it and the more I'm watching them play, um, I think you could see instead of you know Crab, and we talked about this in the last episode. Um, Dinwiddie actually playing the point with Russell playing the two, kind of similar to that Lynn Russell role. I think it's kind of a toss up, a 50 50 toss up, whether they go Dinwiddie Russell to start or they bring Dinwiddie off the bench to play with the second team. It's worth saying this too. I mean, I don't think his minutes are going to go completely away. Even when those, you know, Jeremy Lynn and Jeremy Lynn was not really healthy at all, but even when D'Angelo Russell was healthy, he was still playing like somewhere between 23 and 25 minutes a game. So I don't think they're going to go away, away. But I think we've seen this with Kenny Atkinson that he likes to play everyone right around 30 minutes. And so, I mean, especially lately, Dinwiddie's been getting a lot more than 30 minutes, just I think out of necessity more than anything. I could see him falling somewhere like 25 minutes and – is Spencer Dinwiddie sharing the ball handling with D'Angelo Russell really going to be that good in 25 minutes? I'm not so sure. Mm, probably not. Let's talk about another player who is making um, a little bit of a surprise early return. That's Jeff Teague. Um, sources say. And, He's back tonight, man. Uh, yeah, sources say that uh, Jeff Teague is back tonight, and my sources are ESPN box scores. And you know what? He played 25 minutes. He didn't look great, but it's his first game back. Whatever. What kind of moves are you making here? Just, you know, if you had Teague, great. If you were trying to play someone else on the on the Timberwolves, you know, probably time to drop those guys. Like, I, I don't see too much crazy moving around here for the Jeff Teague return. No, um, I'll say this. Are, are down on Jeff Teague. Um, he's only averaging 13, four, four points a game. If you are an assist-needy team, um, even in a Roto League, I mean, Jeff Teague doesn't kill you with that percentage, percentages, and he's not gonna, he's not shooting a ton. I mean, he's shooting a little bit less than he's pretty much ever shot. Um, 7.3 assists make a big difference. And yeah, the one and a half steals also make a pretty big difference. So this is kind of a guy I'd probably buy, especially if I can get some all right value. Yeah, like uh, I would move Spencer Dinwiddie for Jeff Teague right now. Yeah, no doubt. That's, and, a, that's probably a decent trade if someone doesn't know that Dinwiddie is about to get uh, dropped in minutes. Yeah, and, and I mean, I just think the people are down. Oh, Jeff Teague, man. Jimmy Butler and Carl Towns and Wiggins are going to take all the shots, blah, blah, blah. Like you hear the rhetoric and the you know what and what what uh what part of the country was that accent from i'm not sure that was just a that was just a random tough guy on twitter random twitter tough guy oh okay cool the twitter part of the country um yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you i think jeff, jeff Teague's underrated now just due to the fact that a lot of people were up on him and he's not having that good of a season now everybody hates him um tyce jones you know feel free to drop that dude if you were harboring him on your team, 
Let's go to the bad news. One of the the bad news. Oh yeah, it's good news, bad news. Bad news is uh, Kyle Lowry broke his butt. <laughs> broke his butt right off. Um, doesn't it, it? But it did not look good. He came down real hard, and they're X-raying his butt, according to Kyle Lowry, and he, you know, just. I don't know how long this injury is going to be, but I think it's, it seems like it was serious, but not serious enough where he's going to be, you know, like having surgery or out for the whole season or anything like that. But this is like an injury that doesn't, it takes a while to heal. It doesn't just, you know, Oh, just lay off your butt. Like, you know, you, you're using your, your back and your, and your butt like all times during the day. Uh, this is something that lingers. Are you worried about Kyle Lowry's value for the rest of the season now? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been worried about Kyle Lowry's value in the second half of the season since the beginning of the season. Uh, now he's got a bruised tailbone and back spasms after the fall. Um, pretty much already rolled out for Thursday's game. Uh, we talk about this a lot, right? When anytime they rule you out of a game 24 hours in advance, you're probably not that close to playing. Um. So yeah, I'm a little worried. Yeah, I don't know what the proper move would be right here, right now. I'm gonna give it another week just to see what I hear and to, I guess, just read read into the tea leaves. If you're in a league where you're in the bottom half of the league, and like I uh, said at the beginning of the podcast, we're fifty percent through the season, and you know, depending on what league you play in. Uh, some leagues have their playoffs starting in like five weeks, which is far too soon. But if you are approaching the playoffs and you're not, it's looking like you're not going to make the playoffs, you need to make a risky move. And I, I think a risky move would be either to take, you know, take your coin flip, take your chances on Kyle Lowry. Uh, if you have him, I would try to sell him for equal value. If I was, Trying to make a push, and I needed a point guard. I would try to get Cal Lowry right now because it, that 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 fall did not look that great, and that owner might want to give him up for a little bit less. Um, to me, it's a coin flip, and I'm willing to take a risk on someone like Cal Lowry. Either keeping it's one of those weird uh, suggestions: either keep him or sell him. Um, sell him for face value, or or buy or, or buy him for uh, under value is what I'm suggesting. So what is value? That's my question. Because, I mean, we could talk about draft day value, right, which was probably in the second round. Maybe he slipped to your third. Um, His actual value right now is probably, what, like third, maybe fourth round in the standard league? It's not It's not terribly – it's not terrible. Um, But here's like a name recognition one. I would move Kyle Lowry for Gary Harris. I know Gary Harris isn't going to give you the assists back, so if you're kind of desperate for assists, maybe that's not the move you want to make. But overall, 9-cat across the board, um, Gary Harris is a name that people don't terribly respect outside of fantasy basketball circles, and Kyle Lowry is. Not the worst, not, not the worst trade, not the best trade, but um, if you're looking, if you think Kyle Lowry is going to be real suspect, over the the rest of the season, and you're not really going to see him for the next month and a half. Uh, Gary Harris is a guy I would I'd want on my team. 
I can see it. Robert Covington probably in that same kind of mold. Just yeah, I don't know if you would get Kimba Walker, but that's a one for one trade. If you can get Kimber Walker back, like why not go with the healthier player? Oh yeah, and I mean that's anytime you can make a trade like that where it's my guy might be healthy, your guy's definitely healthy. I think I'll take definitely healthy over especially when they're two similar players. Would you trade for CJ McCollum? And he's been kind of odd this season, huh? Hot start, really low. Obviously, you can tell he's on one of my teams. Hot start, uh, very low month, month and a half, and all of a sudden, last couple weeks, on fire. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a gamble, right? We've, we've seen this with some guys in the past. Robert Covington did this last year where, I, I mean, I swear for, like, the first quarter of the season, he couldn't buy a basket. And then he got super hot toward the end there. And um, I'd probably rather have McCollum. I just know he's healthy. What about, I'm going to go way down the list, Lou Williams. I don't think I'm making that trade. If I have Lou Williams, I might try to trade him for Kyle Lowry. That might be a little bit too high of a price, but it it might be what you have to give up to get someone like Kyle Lowry. If that person uh, thinks Kyle Lowry is going to be injured and you think he's going to be injured for maybe, you know, two, three weeks, you get him on the tail end of that, you're getting a, you know, third round player for you know fifth sixth round player no doubt that might be a trade i would try to make if i'm trying to get kyle lowry so man those clippers i feel bad for them they just don't have anything left i don't think (laughs) no let's let's talk about the clippers here um really man just really sad uh, Blake Griffin out with a concussion. Um, Daniel Gallinari never coming back. Done. Career over. Um, real sad. Really sad about his career being over. Um, at least Blake Griffin is out with a concussion and not a, my wrist is broken or I punched a dude or my leg is um, falling off my body. Um, not, 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 not great, but like a concussion's like a week, two weeks. Tops. It's not just those two. That's what's crazy. Is it's? I mean, obviously Patrick Beverly had the season-ending injury. Austin Rivers is hurt now. It's like yeah. the only two players they have left that they were planning on playing. I mean, Tadosic is out. The only two players they have left that they were planning on playing at the beginning of the season are Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. Like all their other guys are hurt. Is this team cursed? I, I don't believe in that. I don't. I wouldn't say uh, that. It's no, it's real, man. It's real. They've been <laughs> cursed for a very long time. Um, yeah, Blake Griffin. Pretty sad that he's out. You are gonna see Lou Williams playing a lot more minutes, but you already know that Lou Williams is good. With Austin Rivers out, though, and Blake Griffin's another one of these home run guys, right? We talk about these like I need something, I need a home run. Yeah, like Blake Griffin's always good when he plays. It's just. Doesn't play that often. When is he going to play? If he stays healthy for the rest of the season, right? Like, I mean, you said it yourself. If he gets healthy and plays the rest of the way, he's going to provide you some pretty good stats. Yeah. We saw CJ Williams get the start and uh, Jawan Evans get a start tonight. 
do any of these guys um, interest you in a standard league uh, with Austin Rivers out? Um, well, Tadosa's when he comes back. Um, if he comes back, he's got the what, plantar fasciitis, and that, that lingers. No, they said that he could play this weekend. So, I mean, I just heard that today from one of their beat writers. So I'm assuming that it's not as bad as they think. I'll say this. Um, the Kings picked Frank Mason in the second round. I was championing for them to pick Juwan Evans. I just think he had kind of a real interesting skill set coming out of Oklahoma State. Um, if you look at his per 36 numbers, he's averaging two steals, like four assists, 12 points. I mean, he hasn't been great, great, but it's also he's really not played that many minutes. Um, I think he could be kind of a, a crafty backup point guard in the league for quite a while. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like they've settled on a rotation with all these injuries, uh, which is, you know, pretty fair. Uh, CJ Williams hasn't impressed me very much. Neither has Joan Evans. I mean, these guys are – I don't even know if they're borderline streamers Well, in, and... in a restrainer league. But in a deep league, they're worth noting that they're playing about you know, – C.J. Williams playing 30 minutes. Well, and here's the other thing to say too is like, I mean, if you're play, if you're the point guard playing with subpar NBA talent, like how good can you possibly be? Like unless you're a score first point guard, which Joan Evans really isn't, I mean like look at the, the lineup playing around him. Like he's, it's going to be hard for him to look real, real good as a kind of passing point guard playing with that lineup. That's what I'll say. Hot pile of garbage, maybe. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't really have much NBA talent. You're right. They're they're piss poor. Um, they should really figure out. They should really tank and just go for go for the tank of Palooza like all the other teams. Well, at this point, why not? I mean, they don't have anyone left to play, so it's not like they should be winning games. I mean, they should be right down there near the bottom. I mean, they only have 18 wins, though. I'm impressed they have 18 wins. Yeah, I know. I mean, but they're actually not that bad when they're healthy. I mean, with Blake and DeAndre Jordan and Gallinari, and I mean, they had Patrick Beverly and Tadosic is fine, and Lou Williams. Like, when they're healthy, it's not a bad lineup, but just can't keep any of them healthy. No, they can't. Speaking of a team that really hasn't seemed to be able to keep everyone healthy this year, the Golden State Warriors, usually a bastion of health, and really uh, has seen just nagging injuries from everybody. Well, not everybody, but they're they're starting uh, core four, I guess. Off and on throughout the season, Steph Curry rolling his ankle in practice. It does not sound serious. They are not going to do an MRI or an X-ray. It's not that that type of big a deal. But they're also uh, after that drastic roll of his ankle earlier this year. I don't think they're messing around with uh, you know pl- having someone play on even a minor injury because all they're looking for is another title. So, it's not the worst news we've heard, but it's also not good news, especially when it's Steph Curry and an ankle. Because, I mean, I'm sure you know this, Michael. The more he rolls that ankle, the more things get a little stretchy and stretchy and stretchy in there. And he could lead to a real nice big sprain when it matters in the playoffs. And that could 
be the it. More, so. It's one of those sad things where, like, the more you roll an ankle, the more you roll an ankle. Right. And that sounds stupid, but it's it, it's definitely true. Just, like, the, the weaker it is because you rolled it, the more likely you're not going to be able to keep it stable and the more likely you're going to roll it again. Um, I feel pretty safe. Um, I feel pretty safe with Steph Curry. I'm not worried about his health. I know he's had uh, an injury in the past, but it's been a while since the injuries happened. I don't think it's chronic. um, And I don't think this is going to uh, drastically you know, hamper your chances. You know, like I said, if, if you want to do a one for one, if you can get someone like Harden for Curry, I guess I wouldn't do that right now since Harden is out as well. And uh, th- that could be a one for one you want to look into, but I'm not worried about Curry moving into the playoffs, moving in the rest of the year. Um, I'm actually more worried about someone like James Harden who has a hamstring strain and Kawhi Leonard who is back out with his messed up shoulder and, and quad. Like, what, what's what's going on with those two guys? Um, I'll say this about Curry. I'm not really worried about for fantasy. I think he can stay pretty healthy for the rest of the regular season. I'd be more worried about come playoff time when they're going to ask him to push hard and play like 35, 36, 37, 38 minutes a night, um, that injury crowding back up. Not that – I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say that a Steph Curry injury eliminates Golden State from the playoffs even. Like, they could still win the championship with – Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. That's so. wild. That, that, that's a real statement, but it is. It's, it's very true. Um, um, so moving on to Kawhi Leonard, I think this could just be a lost year for Kawhi Leonard. I think he maybe never gets – we never see the great Kawhi Leonard that we saw last year. Like one thing's piling up on another, and I think we see this a lot of times, especially when the guy misses a lot, a lot of time with an injury, is – they're not quite in basketball shape and everybody else is already there. And then other little nagging things crop up because they're trying to play their way into shape. And I think we could be at that stage with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's if, if you take a decent look at Kawhi's past, he does miss games every year. Uh, and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like Kawhi's always out there. But every year there's an injury that, that causes him to miss um, a decent amount of games this year, obviously significant amount of games. And I just – I don't like the fact that when he tried to come back, even playing 15, 20 minutes a game, he was needing to sit out games. I, I don't know why they brought him back so early if this is the kind of shape and the kind of um, – pain he's obviously still in i'm most worried about Kawhi. out of those three i'm least worried about curry most worried about Kawhi. we could see him completely shut down before the end of the year um i would sell Kawhi leonard right now for any top 30 player i could get yes regardless of my position in the standings if I needed to hit a home run, I might take a shot on an upside top 50 guy. Um, just, I, I don't think it's going to happen for Kawhi. I think you're probably better off selling him for, uh, I, I mean, don't sell him for peanuts. I mean, like, if the choice is I can have the top 75 guy, a top 
hundred, barely top hundred guy or Kawhi Leonard. I'll take the upside of Kawhi Leonard any day, but if I can get another pretty safe top fifty player, I'll think about it. I wouldn't move him for Kyle Lowry. Um, I would hundred percent move him for James Harden. Um, I don't think I would move him for Kimball Walker. Oh, I got some names. I'll ask. Seems you. like a stretch. Uh, Chris Middleton. Mm. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I'm not even. Good. I'm not even thinking about that. I just, you know, I just love Chris Middleton. Marcus Saw. Nah. I think like, I'd rather have Marcus Saw. I feel safe about him playing and doing yeah, something. Yeah, he's had a weird year though. But here's the thing: I'll they'll say that's going to piss me off most about this San Antonio Spurs Kawhi Leonard injury is. They're not going to tell you crap, man. They're not going to tell you a damn thing. No. Until he's back playing. They're going to be like, oh, he's out with the shoulder. He's out with the shoulder. He's out with the shoulder. And they're not going to give you any updates of like – and if they do, it'll be like, oh, well, he may, he'll may he be back maybe next week, but probably not. Like stuff like that. Like they're very ambiguous. They're going to continue to be ambiguous. You're never going to have any clue what the hell's going on. Uh, no name off the right there. Devin Booker. Devin, I'd take Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me throw one name out of you. Tim Hardaway Jr. Also known as Rim Hardaway Jr. I am very scared of his injury, too. I know he's coming back, but um, I'm still very scared about his injury. Yeah, I'm not making that trade for Kawhi, but it sounds like Tim Hardaway is on his way back. He participated in practice and should be back very soon. If Tim Hardaway is out on your waiver wire, are you picking him up immediately? On my waiver wire, yes. Am I actively trying to trade for him? No. And that has a lot to do with this stress reaction injury that he had. Um, a lot of guys come back, play a few games, and then go out again with this type of injury. It's re- really hard to get this injury healed without a very extended rest period. Yeah. Um could be a rough return and a rough road for Tim Hardaway in a similar fashion that it is for Kawhi this year. And um, that would basically, you can put up with a Kawhi because Kawhi is a top 10 player. Tim Hardaway is a top, what? This year he was, you know, in the top 70, top 60, right? So, or at least he was, you know, thinking about it. And I, I, I don't want to hold out for that kind of talent. Like that's not that, that's not good enough for me. Well, you know what those numbers from this year look an awful lot like? Circling it back to the beginning of the show. Ooh. They look an awful lot like Mr. Zach Levine's numbers from last year. Wow. Good. Um, way to take it full circle. It was a very good um, segue. Um, I did want to talk about a few. You know, that would be a perfect way to end the show. There's a couple guys I want to talk about. And these are just... G- People who've been hot over the last, you know, week or so. Names people that, who've been hot. Yeah, this thing was called People Who've Been Hot. Um, most elderly people. They were once hot. Um, <laughs> My grandmother was very your, hot. Your grandma, smoking hot. Uh, not, it's society doesn't think elderly people are hot, and that is a social construct. But that is a different podcast that you can check out. It is called Tyler and Mike Talk About How Hot People's Grandmothers Are. You can find that on <laughs> iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. 
Instead, I want to talk about someone like Delon Wright for the Toronto Raptors. Not, you know, owned in like 27%, you know, 30% of leagues at, at best. But this guy has been really hot shooting 58% in the last couple weeks. No, the percentages are not sustainable, but with Kyle Lowry out, it does look like he got the start last night, putting up 13 and 7 rebounds with 4 assists, a steal, and a block. He's just kind of been balling out right now. Is this uh, a rest of the year for real standard league player, or is this just a flash? Um, well, I mean, if Kyle Lowry's out, yeah, sure, I think he has some standard league value. Um, I'll say this, right? 1.2 steals in only 21 minutes a game. That's pretty sexy. Um, he's not going to give you a ton of three-pointers, although he's a decent three-point shooter, I think. Um, the problem is he's not a big assist point guard. So the steals and, I mean, the half a block a game, if he gets like 30 minutes, there's going to be some pretty sexy defensive numbers that make him worth owning. But you're not going to want him to be your ace point guard because he's probably only going to get you like four, four and a half, maybe five assists a game, even in big minutes. Yeah, he's not going to be some sort of franchise player, but he will give you those intangible numbers, which is really nice. Here's another hot hand. The um, who's who's benefiting from an injury as well. Gerald Green, who joining the Houston Rockets, has been averaging four three pointers a game. Is out of his freaking mind. Scoring in bunches, not doing a whole lot else, but that's who Gerald Green is. Is this guy going to be producing at this level for the rest of the season, or is he not going to be a standard league relevant? Hashtag Ryan Molly's hot. I mean, that's all you got. That's all. That's all there is here. I mean, four yeah. three pointers a game at fifty percent. I mean, he's not going to shoot fifty percent from three for the season. He's giving you three rebounds, 0.7 steals, 0.1 blocks, and 0.3 assists. So basically once the threes and the hot shooting drop off, I mean, he's a 42% shooter for his career from the field. He's shooting 51.3% this season. It's all a mirage. I mean, sure, keep playing him if you need points and threes, but it's not going to last for a lengthy period of time. I think for the rest of the season in a standard league, he could be – uh, streamable, right? Like you got to play the hot hand right now. He's ownable, but uh, I do think he could be streamable for the rest of the year. Four three pointers a game is now the level of of three pointers you need to be uh, to to be able to move the needle, right? Oh, that's that's elite, right? No one's doing that. That's elite. Yeah, I mean, and one or two guys with the way the Houston Rockets play and the ability for Joe Green to get hot. I would I would ride that until it disappears and then I would stream that every single time. I, I'd probably stream him every single week. I'm always surprised that Houston didn't go after Joe Green at the beginning because he's always been a pretty good three point shooter and kind of a guy who can fill it up from the three point line. And he just seems like the perfect fit on this team in saying that I mean yeah he's chucking eight three pointers a game but if he shoots thirty five percent I mean, that's, that's still not four three-pointers, right? Because he's not going to shoot 50%. He's a 36.5 three-point shooter for his career. So, I mean, just simple math would tell you that is three 
not even 3.1, three three-pointers a game if he shoots his career three-point average. So, I mean, that's still really good, and it's enough to be streamable and perhaps even ownable. But, I mean, you're not. it's not like you're going to get sustained season-long, like, top 50 value from Gerald Green. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I have one more guy. This guy's been doing it for a little bit longer than the last week or so. Trey Lyles, in the absence of Paul Millsap, I still think has been underrated. I, we've talked about him a little bit before, but this uh, run from Trey Lyles, a very versatile nine-cat type of uh, production, has been sustained. Been playing. I wrote a yeah about twenty eight. Yeah, about twenty eight, twenty nine minutes a game. Getting you a steal, the occasional block, getting you good rebounds, hitting threes, scoring. Like, this guy's kind of doing it all, and he'll be playing till Millsap um, gets back. Yeah, I wrote about him in my weekly article. Um, he's been playing well, and I'm still surprised. He was owned in under 40% of leagues. At uh, ESPN, it was like 28, I think, uh, as of last Sunday, which is crazy to me. Um we think it's some Millsap news that they're they're expecting him back around the All-Star break. He ditched his cast, and he's starting his on-court activities. Um, I so, like to think that uh, Millsap took his own cast off. He just ripped it off and, and threw it out the window of, like, the bus. Like one, of, Yeah, like one of those crazy high school kids who just rips yeah. their own cast just off. Rips their own just... cast off because they're a lunatic. Yep. And they don't ca- care about doctors. I'm done with this cast. Um, yeah, no, super underrated. Should be owned for that next. I mean, what we got six weeks probably until the All Star break, just about. Yeah. Um, he should definitely be owned in pretty much any standard league during that time. Uh, he's worth it. Yeah, I don't see a reason why he should not be owned in all leagues right now, and, and I don't know if you're ever going to get any value for him because anyone who knows what why he's hot and Millsap because Millsap's out, they weren't going to give you anything value in return. So just just ride it out. Right out while you got it. That's right. Um, I think really those are the those are the guys I wanted to uh, focus on uh, that have been kind of hot lately. Do you have any other players or any other um, situations you want to highlight before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I do not tonight. I will call it a day. Yeah, I think that was a, a pretty good overview of what's been going on over the last uh, handful of days or so. If you haven't gone and checked out the episode 100 extravaganza, please do. Also, if you have a question you would like to read, um, well, I guess we will be reading it. You would like us I to read it. I will read it in my in any voice you want me to. I will say that. Yeah, Tyler will do his uh, meathead Twitter voice that he did earlier in the show. Uh, he'll read your tweet in that voice or in you know, the voice of your choosing. Tweet at us. You can tweet at Tyler. At Watsy four 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 four, which is too many fours, and you can tweet at me at Watch the Boxes. If you like what we're doing, please do us a favor. Wherever you're listening to this, go leave us a rating and a review. It helps people find the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell people in your league. Tell your relatives. However you want to do it, we really appreciate you guys, all you listeners. We do this for you, and we're happy to answer your tweets answer your stuff on the podcast and adjust the content basically on, on what you guys want to hear. So your feedback is what 
we will be basing the rest of the season on. Also, if you want to support the podcast as well, and you like gambling, as we all do, go to uh, draft.com, use the promo code BOXES when you sign up, and you will get your first free game after your first deposit. And uh, I've been doing pretty well on draft.com. I haven't been playing as much lately. I've been a little bit busy, but still, uh, I like it a lot better than the other draft sites. Uh, You do a snake draft before each night's games, and you're not going to tie with anybody. You're not going to get beat by, you know, Shlomo Jenkins, who was signed on a three-day contract and came in and scored 29 points and someone picked him up. You're not going to lose on that. And to me, that's I like that much better, the uh, the snake draft, than I do the salary-type draft games. I'll second. Perfect. Uh, so I think that's it for tonight. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time.